We are playing Vampire the Masquerade. VTM only half romanticizes vampires, and a large portion of the game is about exploring just how much of a monster you're willing to become. Since this game deals with heavier issues than most games we tend to play on this podcast, I am issuing a content warning for the following subjects on basically every episode. Blood. Violence. Body horror. Abuse of all forms. Issues of consent. And torture. If you feel uncomfortable to listening to any of these subjects, please tread lightly, and we will not blame you if you skip this campaign. Thank you. Last time, you guys decided to, one, defect to the Anarchs, and two, uh, take care of the Second Inquisition. And in a brilliant move, you guys managed to kill the one guy who was the combatant in the house, aside from the other guy who is currently out. And then you were led on a merry car chase where... Uh, you ended up grabbing the, the guy out of the car. Uh, another person flipped the, was flipped in the car. You killed the first guy by hitting him with a fucking motorcycle, I believe it was. And you took two hostages back to Fishface's place where you managed to convince one of them to just kind of leave for a little while and be fed like progress reports and he was like yeah okay let's let me do this real quick and then he killed his partner because his partner 100% would have tried to escape and then like ratted him out to his superiors that he was letting blank bodies just run around willy nilly and you had a discussion on the nature of humanity and then that asshole the, the Fennec called demanded information about Virginio and then fucked off again forever as he should <laughs> so then I need rouse checks from everybody because it's a couple of nights later it's it's a little bit of a time jump hey I didn't fuck up my rouse check for a while hey. I'm constantly surprised that I have to do things in this video game not video game fucking let's be real it's a video game it's a video game i am playing it through video and it is a game yeah core you get hungrier and that's an issue because you no longer have a free food supply well it's too it's too hunger okay either way cool uh last pickle repower willpower comes back since it's been two days yeah it's been it's been a couple of days so i will allow that to all come back so, during the downtime, uh, things have been heating up. For one, you're not the only defectors of the Camarilla. Two big names have bounced from the Camarilla and joined the Anarchs, and surprising nobody is the Bruja and the Gangrel Primogen, Yvonne Long and Sandrine Legrand. They, they both defected basically at the same time, and they're like, we're Anarchs now. Fucking deal with it. See, Colin, I wish you had actually, like, talked to us about this time jump because I was going to leverage that happening in the future with the Anarch Barons. 
Well, I was I was going to say like the reason it's taking a couple of days is because the Anarch Barons are still trying to figure out where the Sabbat exactly are hiding. If you want it to be just the next night, then I'll I'll rewind the clock if you want. Are we like known as being defectors yet, or what? Is Not it yet. Doing? No, you okay. you have you guys have not. Uh, made yourselves known defectors, as far as I know. Okay. The only person yeah. who kind of suspects anything is Luke, and that's only for Jonathan. That's probably just because Jonathan's being a nice guy. Um, but do you want it to only be the next night, or do you want to... Well, I had kind of planned on, like, using the promise of that happening to, like, get them on board. But I guess if... No! No, it's no, like part it, of how the chronology for today is set up. Then no, sure. No, that's fine. We can go. I, I am perfectly willing and able to go back, rewind it a bit, and do things in a manner that you would find fun. I'm, I'm not above just taking a little bit of what I have planned and setting it aside for now. So, it's the next night. These the rouse checks are the same. Don't worry about it. You don't have to re-roll the rouse checks. The generosity. Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume for the purposes of uh, what do you want to call it? Um, chronology. That the thing that you messaged me about isn't important just yet. Correct. Correct. That is not happening quite yet. Okay. So since we have someone who is obviously has something planned uh jonathan what's going on i mean obviously unless you sleep in again uh you wake up an hour before everybody else so well see the thing is is that there's no real point to me waking up early tonight because anna's not in the city and i need to talk to the rest of my coterie i need to get plans set with them Okay. So, Core, are you gonna go hunting before you go talk to Jonathan? I mean, if I've got nothing else going on, but I'm not super hungry. But I, I, we're kind of like. Well, I'm gonna make you roll another rouse check when those couple of days come to pass. Okay, so then, yeah, I probably do want to go. <laughs> eat. I can duck out and get a quick bite to eat. Okay. Uh, roll stealth plus larceny, I think yours is. Um, hold on, I can check. Dex exactly. plus stealth. Dex plus stealth. Yeah. Dex plus stealth. Yes, correct. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that's, that's a five. That's out a. Of, uh, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, because yeah, of the hunger dice. That's that is a hunger dice. That's a messy critical. You need to roll um to resist there's... frenzy. It's actually more than that, because there's a one in there as well. Oh yeah. It might be more than that. I gotta find the actual like thing on here about hunting. Actually, uh, blood dice, hunger dice. Uh, messy critical. A critical win in which one or more tens appear on the hunger die is a messy critical. The character succeeds as in a radical, regular critical, but like an animal would, not being capable of foresight or self-control. The beast scores the critical, perhaps not you. Storyteller and the player work together to decide on the level of success and the level of mess. By and large, they scale upwards together. 
and then bestial failure, a failed roll, not enough successes to reach the difficulty or to. Okay, so it doesn't apply here. All right. Bestial failure doesn't apply, but messy critical does. Yes. How about this? I will have you. Examples include gaining one or more stains from monstrous actions, breaching the masquerade, losing one dot from an advantage, or if nothing else can be thought of, the messy critical just turns into a simple mess and the test fails. I like the idea of you accidentally breaching the masquerade, honestly. So, um, so you break in and you're just you're just too hungry to really notice that when you go in to uh to get your your meal for the night that there's somebody else who comes in and just sees you full teeth full like roll of like gnarly teeth like in their partner's neck and they they are just staring and and just like shock and awe as like they just walk into the room like holding a glass of water or something then they just sort of drop it and they're like "Ah, ah." all right do i just snap their fucking neck Uh, i mean that's gonna create more of a trail if i snap their neck it would also 100 percent cause a stain on your humanity which is not a thing we've discussed yet, but if you snap their neck, we will. We will have to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just gotta like, it, it, it fucking happens. You get caught sometimes. I mean, we're leaving the Camarilla anyway. Well, here's the thing, the Anarchs, the one rule the Anarchs, that the Camarilla has, that the Anarchs agree with, is the Masquerade. Okay, so we don't have any like, blood magic that I could... No, but you do have three pips in intimidation. Oh, yeah, I guess I can just be like, <laughs> okay, you didn't see shit. Alright, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll manipulation plus intimidation. It's not going to be a very hard roll. And go ahead and take a hunger away. I'll say that, at least. So, well, I mean, That's it doesn't... Enough. It, that that is enough. That is literally enough. It is a it's mortal. Also messy. Cr- no, it's not. It's not a messy critical because it's not. A, it's not. Oh an actual right. Yeah, critical. Da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. I'm tired. I'm sorry, man. It's fine. It's fine. That's why I'm here. Uh, so, yeah, like I was, I was setting the difficulty at one. As long as you didn't completely fuck up, uh, they, they just sort of nod, and just like leave the room, and wait for you to finish. So, my question is, do you kill the person that you're drinking from? No. Okay. Fair enough. I have to ask. I mean, that, like, if I'm telling them to be quiet about this, killing their partner <laughs> seems like a bad move. Yes. I was just making sure, because I have to ask. All right. Salem, is there anything you want to do? Well, if you're going to make us roll rouse again... No, I'm not. Uh, well, again, later, yes, but not right now. Uh, you know what? I may as well just take care of it later. Either I, either I don't fuck up for an hour's roll and I still have a two hunger, or I do, and I can go hunting later. So okay. I'm actually just gonna wait. 
All right, so uh, everybody is invited to Jonathan's, and everybody lives pretty close to Jonathan now, now that I've settled on places where you guys live. So uh, you just head up, head across the river and join up with Jonathan in his apartment. Just go drive across yeah. Goose Island. <laughs> so invite everybody in, sit everybody down, and just ask, all right, so Anarchs are handled in a manner of speaking, and the Second Inquisition is handled in a manner of speaking, and the Civil War we're just going to let ride. So there's still the Sabbat, and we still haven't heard back from them. The question I've called everybody here to ask about is, when do we actually, like, gather the barons and tell them what's up. Hmm. Because the situation is going to continue to change. Sandrine and Yvonne are going to defect. Salem, do you know when? Do you know how long we have until that happens? If I had to guess, it would be sooner rather than later. It could be as soon as tomorrow, for all I know. I don't usually get these things that far in advance. All right. So, does it hurt our position, our our goals, to approach them afterwards? Grand and Long, you mean? Or the Anarchs? The the Anarchs. Because we, we need to get all of the established barons in one room and actually, like, talk about what our plan is. And it's like, do we talk to them before they have information on the Sabbat or after? Do we talk to them before the two primogens defect or after? What if there isn't a window where the barons have found out things about the Sabbat, but Sandrine and Legrand haven't defected? What if those two things happen in the opposite order? Does that hurt our position? I feel like if we... If we're upfront with them now and let them know that we know that that Legrand and Long are going to defect, then that gives them reason to trust us. If we're we're all on the same side, at this point, I don't see a re... The only reason I see not to come clean to the Anarchs is the opportunity cost of bringing them all together in one place. How do you mean? Bringing a bunch of important kindred to one place, I roll my eyes as I say it, bringing a bunch of important kindred to one place is going to get attention. Or, if we're unlucky, it will get attention, and it's the more people we bring, the less chance we have of escaping attention. 
And I feel like if we are upfront about what they stand to gain from this, you know, the dissolution of the Camarilla in Chicago, then they may be more willing to commit more resources to what we're doing. And they may have information that we that might be helpful in the long run anyway. I guess what I'm saying is fostering good relations with the Anarch Barons would be advantageous at this point. Alright. Core thoughts? <sighs> at some point we're going to be putting a target on our backs from the, uh, the all the loyalists of the Camarilla. I feel like going to the Barons is going to make that happen sooner rather than later, but it does have to happen. It will happen. It's inevitable. The question is, are we ready, ready for that? How could we get more ready? Just have all, have all our ducks in a row. Just not going into this half-assed, flying blind, all of that nonsense. That's okay, Core. I I don't I don't want to be rude to you here, but you're giving me platitudes here. I need I like action items. What ducks do we not have in a row? Just make sure we have our plan. We know what we're doing before we start this. Just if we go to the barons, we have to make sure we are ready for the Camarilla to come down on us. Well, my one big clearing weak point is highly unpresent, so I'm as ready as I could possibly be, I think. I just want to be absolutely sure that we're ready to do this before we walk in there and meet with the barons. For my own part, I'm as ready as I can be, I think. I don't know about you two. I mean, I really don't have... Well, have my apartment's been hit once. You have a house. There's nobody there. I'm just, it's just me now. They could destroy my stuff, but that stuff. Actually, I wonder if I should. Get... Should I go home and take all of the hard drives out of my game consoles? No, I mean, can <laughs> I, should I fucking tell my great great grandson to get out of the city? <laughs> Well, I, not so much tell him as, like, threaten him and hope that he leaves. <laughs> Fucking go to Milwaukee, I don't give a shit! How many of the Camarilla know about him? Well, uh, if the Jackal found out, so presumably other people can find out. Well, he's Aiden Pierce. He, can, he has access to all the information in the universe whenever he wants it. He has access to a cell phone with some scripts that were given to him. That's what he's got. <laughs> Look, what I'm getting at here is that the Camarilla are cavemen, by and large. Don't compare the hyperhacker to the people who are scared of cell phones. I mean, there is literally... Isn't there... Hold on. There's. I, I remember there literally being... Uh, some of the Nosferatu, one of the Nosferatu, God, what is the word for it? Ghouls? Are you talking about blue screen? No, one of the Nosferatu, like, disciplines is literally about technology. 
Oh, um, Obfuscate, uh, oh, Obfuscate has Obfuscate, Ghost, in the Ghost in the Machine. Yeah, uh, what's it? Stankai has that? That's just you don't show up on cameras. That's all. No, there's like a whole little blurb in the handbook about oh, there's a group of Maserati who are like super into technology. Oh, yeah, them. That's right. Uh, in fact, their, uh, their version of the internet that was exclusively for vampires eventually got hacked by the um, by the Second Inquisition, and that's how the Second Inquisition knows a lot of how they know, because the Nosferatu were just... Oh. Yeah, right, Nosferatu getting... archetype, information hub, when the Second Inquisition found out about Shreknet. Shreknet. S-C-H-R-S-C-H-R-E-C-K. I can only read that as Shrek. I can only read it as Shrek as well. Shreknet. The point is, like, Fishface would have, like, once once the Camarilla went hardcore into, we're not using technology ever again, ever, because that's what's fueling the Second Inquisition, Fishface would have made sure that whoever was, like, whatever Nosferatu were in her uh, particular circle did not use that anymore. So, effect- it, it cut off a thing, it cut off an avenue of um, intelligence, which she did not like, but also she preferred not having that avenue of intelligence over uh, the FBI breathing down her neck. Uh, it's um, the, that Nosferatu archive look, or archetype looking further at the little blurb. It's all about uh, security. It's not about information gathering. All right, all right. Okay, so we're getting away from the initial point. So, like, there's... Uh, you know what? It's probably probably better to keep them, keep them like, within arm's reach than to send them away, in this case. So I don't have anywhere safe he can go. All right. If nobody knows about him, it may just be better... You may just be better off just not drawing any attention to him, in this case. But it's up yeah. to you. No, it's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll just hope for the best. Alright. And then does Salem have any loose ends they need to tie up before they pull the trigger? None that I could ever imagine anyone knowing about. Alright. So, in keeping with getting our ducks in a row, all of our weak points are handled to the to the extent that we would like them to be handled we know our plan i can go over it if people would like but we know what our plan is i feel like there's still an outstanding variable that we don't have an account that we haven't accounted for though and that is stank guy so there is that there's a possibility that the anarchs will have will ag- agree to have him in a similar role but we can't know that until we pull the trigger on this well we we know he's an opportunistic piece of shit who just likes to kill people and will saddle up behind anybody who gives him the opportunity to kill people that's fair, and I think if I know Virginio as well as I think I do, he'd be sending Stank Eye out after 
more important targets than the Anarchs. You are his sheriff, though. Might take that personally. Eh, if he finds out. Perhaps we just need to make sure that the Civil War is the thing that he's most focused on while we handle this. I mean, that's what we're doing by just completely leaving the Civil War alone and letting it become the biggest problem in the city. Right. I guess I'm just suggesting we'll have to come up with some contingencies for adding a bit of kindling to the fire. Alright. If it comes down to it. Yeah, I'm sure we could get that figured out. So, does everybody feel as good about this as they possibly can? I'm ready to throw caution to the wind. You only live... Well, <laughs> you usually live once. We still only live once, just for an exceptionally long amount of time. I, I don't see any other way forward. So, guess we're doing this. Alright. <laughs> Hands in, gang. <laughs> <laughs> all for one and one for all. I'm going to call Dr. Harlem Greaves. All right. Uh, he answers with a... Dr. Harlem Greaves speaking. Dr. Greaves, it's Jonathan Ross again. Wonderful to hear from you. Yes, wonderful to be speaking to you. I, I don't suppose you've turned up any results. None yet, but I think we're getting close. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're getting close. I have some additional information that I'd like to give you all, but it's the kind of information that, that can only safely be conveyed in person. And I'd like to give it to all of your heads of state, for lack of a better way to phrase it. Uh, he thinks for a while, and he goes, Are you familiar with a bar in McKinley Park that is just a converted church? Oh, the the nightclub run by Father What's-His-Name. Yes. Ah, you're aware. Good. Uh, we can meet there, I believe. Father Singleton tends to keep things in pretty good order for us to meet on the fly there. Excellent. We've met him multiple times, worked with him extensively back during uh, that Halloween a few years ago. Which one? The one that... The most recent one. Got it. There have been a couple of eventful Halloweens in Chicago. Oh, I wasn't here for the one before last. Anyway, we'll meet... We'll, I'll get in touch with everyone and we'll meet you there. Excellent. Can't wait. Give us about two, three hours, maybe? We'll probably be there, so we'll have a room ready. How many should we get the room ready for? Seven of us, and however many you're bringing. Understood. And then, uh... then we'll hang up. Yep. I'll turn to the rest of the group. Who wants to go back to that fucking nightclub again? 
Seriously? I mean... It's weird how it seems like we always go to the same places all the time. <laughs> we never go anywhere new. Singleton is an anarch. I'm surprised we would be meeting them in an anarch bar. Hmm. It might be just that they don't trust us quite yet. <laughs> Fair to them. They're going to more than double our numbers. A bag of lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I'm the only one who's going to be packing a lunch. I don't think you can pack lunches, Cor. You can pack it, he just can't eat it. Alright. Alright, so we all lace up our shoes and go to the bar that needs a fucking name. I'm going to complain to the manager. <laughs> the manager uh, takes your complaint and throws it directly into the trash can. Father Singleton wouldn't do that in front of your face, but he probably will just, like, shove it in a drawer somewhere and then never look at it ever again. Just like, yo, my dude, it makes it makes it exceptionally difficult to talk about your place of business. The bar is just called have Mass. It's just called Mass. I do like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, you arrive there, and like you said, you beat all of uh, the Anarchs by quite a while. The first one to show up is uh, Harlan Greaves, and he is not just parading around publicly, just like with his fucked up Nosferatu face. He does have it wrapped in bandages, as if he's like a burn victim or something. After he comes in, uh, there's Amelia Cleveland, who walks in after him. I wave at her. She waves back. I, I, I kind of like, like wave her over so she just like comes talk to me. She moves over and she goes, "Yes." Hey, that uh, that that thing where I owe you. Mm-hmm. Hey, get excited. Oh, oh my! She smiles, big, toothy grin. You can see the fangs because uh, nobody, because you guys are like. You guys are, like, upstairs in, like, the room. office area. Yeah, so, like, you don't have to, like, hide the fangs, and you don't have to, like, flush with life or anything, so nobody here is. Um, the next person to arrive is a woman, uh, person of color. She's wearing some really, a really nice dress and some really fancy jewelry, and she's got, like, her hair in, like, those uh, net braid situation thing, and in the braids there's, like, occasionally a bit of jewelry as well. Um, you don't... You... Uh, actually, Harlem, Harlem would introduce her, uh, because they are actually pretty good friends. Uh, as she walks in, Harlem goes, I believe you do, I believe you got, you have not met Chandra Freeman yet. She is the, she is one of the the Anarch Barons here. She's a Toreador, so don't hold that against her. And she just sort of, like, rolls her eyes at him, but, uh, but she just smiles because like i said they're good friends this is just friendly living next to arrive is calvin and in all of his tattooed glory fucking stand up out of my chair spread my arms calvin jonathan he comes over and he like gives you a, like a nice hug with the he fuds your back a couple times with his fist <laughs> next up is uh is a man 
kind of wildish hair, uh, sort of also a flat face. Uh, he's dressed in a kind of nice suit and doesn't have a tie, though. And he's got, like, some pretty scraggy facial beard. And this is Michael Stout, the uh, Gangrel Baron. And then the last one to arrive... No. No, the second to last to arrive is another uh, woman of color. She's wearing, like, red sunglasses. She's, like, dressed up in dark browns. Uh, she's got lots of jewelry coming down her neck. Uh, she's got, like, a tattoo of a snake skeleton on there. And, a skeleton. Yeah, a skeleton. And you are introduced to her as uh, Nadia White, and she's the Malkavian Baron. And then last to show up is James. And James look, looks around the room, and he looks. He sees Kor, and he's like, I remember you. I remember you. Uh, uh, Still got that left hook? Yes. <laughs> it's been a day. I, I hope so. It's only been a day. Anyway. Uh, and Harlem looks around and he goes, seems that everyone's here. So I'll wait till everybody gets comfortable and then I'll stand up. Do we have a table? Yeah, you'll have, you guys will have a table. We're just all, all standing awkwardly with no chairs or no <laughs> table in an empty room. Well, see, here's the thing. It's like a real vampire lark. Some <laughs> some of them are standing, some of them are sitting. Uh, James Yellowstone just, like, plops his ass on the table. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so it's, I'm standing and I've got my palms on the table and I'm just sort of leaning back and forth looking at everybody as I speak and I say... It's nice to meet, well, re-meet some of you, meet others. Some of you I already have varying levels of relationships with, looking at Amelia, looking at Calvin. (laughs) It's our group, us three, that approached all of you Anarchs to seek out the Sabbat in the city and get us information on them in exchange for a grant of territory from the Camarilla. We are gathered here this evening to change the nature of the arrangement in a way you will all find favorable. And uh, at this point, uh, Harlem, you can't see because he's still got his face wrapped up because he he doesn't know how long he's going to be in here. He doesn't want to have to rewrap it in order to walk out of the bar. But you can tell from like the folds of the, the wrappings, you can see a smile as if he knows, oh, oh, they're taking me up on my offer. Okay. <laughs> so, when we approached Dr. Graves, we only told him about the issues of the Sabbat in the city. That was uh, a tactical choice on our part because that is not the only problem the city has right now. There was also a detachment of Second Inquisition agents in the city seeking all of us out. 
And I speak of them in the past tense because they have been handled. Before you uh, get the second part out, uh, you see a varied amount of reactions. Uh, some of them are angry that you kept this from them. Some of them are just kind of like, wait, the second hallucination's real? What? Uh, the, there's a couple <laughs> that are, uh, there are a couple that are just like curious to see where you're going on. And then like, once you say that you've taken care of them already, there's like a, co- not a collective sigh because they aren't breathing, but there's like a collective like aura of relief from basically everyone in the room that, oh, okay, they're gone already. Good. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I I don't know how much each of you individually know about the Camarilla power structure and the nature of the individuals who have stood atop it in Chicago. But I'm sure you are all at least aware that the throne changed hands two years ago. Uh, you get various confirmations because you weren't a vampire in Chicago and didn't know about Pilsner because either you were under Pilsner's rule or you were real damn careful about being an anarch. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons that Pilsner was such a tour de force in terms of Camarilla Princedom was that by hook or by crook, he had all kinds of favors and contacts and blackmail items held over the Second Inquisition. And uh, on his exodus from the throne, they were unevenly distributed. And that distribution fell into two hands. Those were Virginio, our present prince, and the Ventru primogen, Rick Ward. And it fell more to Rick Ward than Virginio, as Ward was the favored son of Pilzer. And it was for that reason, because he had so much sway over the Second Inquisition, that Rick Ward has felt empowered to make a play for the throne of Chicago. Uh, At that point, you see James just like curse, hop off the table, walk over to uh, Amelia, pull out his wallet, and then count five $100 bills and just hand them to her. She takes it. (laughs) Now, That means, in case it's not fully clear, that we have a full-blown civil war brewing in Chicago amongst the Camarilla. And, oh boy, it's quite an interesting matchup. Already, Malkavia Prime, our Malkavian primogen, has joined Ward. Nadia goes, what? Fucking really? Wow, did not see that one come. Shit. Dang. I'm sorry, continue. Shrug. (laughs) I did, quite literally. I I couldn't tell. And also, 
Of course, Ward has Gary Olson, the Torador, Primogen by his side. Those two are bosom buddies. So they're in it together front to back. So on Virginio's side, that leaves the newest addition, Annabelle Montenegro, who is the head of the Tremere. Fishface, the long-standing head of the Nosferatu, Sandrine Legrand, the newly returned head of the Gangrel, and Yvonne Long, the head of the Bruja. However, and I motion at Salem, we have it on Malkavian Assurance that the latter two of that group are going to be joining you all within the next couple of nights. At that point, Amelia just goes, fuck, and just hands the $500 back to James. <laughs> so, that's going to put it at three primogens versus three primogens, although one of them is only one generation above myself. Annabelle is 11th gen. So, three versus two effectively. And, well, my whole on life I have wanted out of the Camarilla. And I can't help but see this as a way to make that happen. I can't help but think that if we just sort of let that whole thing play out, the people in this room can sweep in and play janitors and take the entire pot. And they just start looking at each other and they all, like, at first there's, after the initial look is done, they all just start talking at once. And then at that point, uh, Harlem goes, hold on, hold on, quiet everyone, quiet, quiet, quiet. And you can kind of get the impression that Harlem, not necessarily like the leader of the Anarchs, because that's not how they operate. They don't have like a set in stone leader, but you can definitely tell that Harlem is probably like, if if they did have a set in stone leader, he would probably be it. He has Um, the best voice, so he gets to lead. (laughs) He's the most respected. Yeah. Uh, He's had the most screen time. He gets to talk. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my fault you guys sort of gravitated towards the the leader to begin with. He goes, Now, I'm not a Camarilla. Never have been. Hopefully never will be. So I don't know quite how Virginio is, but our friend Calvin here would. Calvin, does Virginio seem like the kind of person who would simply not have a contingency plan? And Calvin goes, fuck no, that guy's probably got Primogen all lined up already. He's just waiting to see who's staying and who's abandoning shit before, you know, naming them officially. Though the Civil War will probably kick things up a notch. Now, as... Wonderful as it sounds, just us taking Chicago 
that isn't quite how the real world works. We would not be able to just sweep in and take it over in a couple of months. It would be hard months, if not years, of pushing them out. That's what happened over in LA, and even in LA, the Camarilla try to send a prince over there every decade or so anyway. However, having the two go against each other and just sweeping in and taking a good chunk of Chicago is a lot more realistic and would also give us a good foothold to eventually take the city from them. If not entirely, then even it out a little bit more, so to speak. My guess is that we would be able to get basically everything south of the river except or he thinks about Chicago for a while and it's like they would probably definitely fight for the loop and as a result they would probably also fight for Printer's Row to keep it secure uh we might be able to take Chinatown so I would say from Chinatown down we'd be able to take and start getting established. Basically the south half of this map is what you're saying. Yeah, basically the south half of the map. Like everything south of the river and then also Chinatown south. Well, I will defer to your experience here. I am relatively new to the afterlife. However... There are ways we could push this to favorable outcomes. For instance, Sandrine and Yvonne. Bring them into the fold as soon as they declare it and bring in every person that they bring with them. There is also the fact that while Virginio may have plenty of replacements lined up, I. I wouldn't put it past Rick Ward to have left that for later. We maybe focus our pressure in one direction rather than another. It might be an easier sweep. Uh, at that point, everybody just sort of def- actually defers to Michael. Uh, and he thinks for a while and he says, Honestly, I think it would probably be best if we take out the, the the Rick Ward guy. Um, weaker target would be easier to mop up, and even if, you know, we, uh, we, we should definitely pressure Virginio a little bit, but if we take care of the Rick Ward guy, Virginio will still be weak enough that he probably won't be able to keep a handle on the south side of the city. And from everything Calvin's told me about that guy, uh, he's going to keep a pretty good grip on the city on the city afterwards. But that's one of those things that you can like sort of play against people like that, is that the, the more they want control, the more things tend to go bad for them. I sort of sweep my eyes across the room. Am I getting... 
I'm getting the impression here that everybody in this room is considering Virginia's victory a foregone conclusion. Chandra goes, Well, to be fair, he is a blood wizard, and as prepared as this ward guy is, do, what, what clan is he? Ventro. Yeah, okay. Honestly, any day of the week in a fight, I'd put money down on a Tremere over a Ventro. They're just... It's... The Ventru are born leaders, sure, but Tremere are perfectionists. And the the guy the guy who's fighting against the prince might have one or two plans. Virgin Neo probably has fifteen or twenty. I turn to Calvin. How many do you have? Uh he goes that I'm willing to talk about? Seven or eight. Alright. Don't answer me with a number, but how many do you got do you think could pan out better if we, and I throw my arms out to the whole room, threw our weight behind Ward? You say he's the easier target, right? Yeah, he's the easier target. So we make him strong with us, but weak without us. He thinks for a while and he goes, would work, but at the same time, I'd rather deal with an enemy that I know and can predict than an unknown. And like fucking Wolfface said over here, uh, if somebody like that tries to control too much, they tend to let, they tend to make more mistakes and do other stuff. Now, I won't talk you out of trying to take down Virgin Neo. Fuck knows, I want that a- asshole out of here. If it was up to me, I'd be the one ripping his goddamn head off. But, you know, in my opinion, we should probably leave the threat that we know and can predict rather than the one that we don't know and can't. Because how long would it take to learn this new prince? Prince's style. Years? Decades? Yeah, we've got the time. We live forever. But, uh... You know, I'd rather it be sooner than later. Now, just so just so we're clear, this is not me railroading you. If you guys want to go after Virgin Neo, you can go after Virgin Neo. <laughs> see, see, here's here's what I'm trying to do. Stepping out of character here, because I feel like I'm maybe not quite getting my point across, is have all of the Anarchs throw in behind Ward. Maybe don't even tell him that we're doing it. So then he wins, and then we all immediately turn around and devour him. We make him just strong enough that he can beat Virginio, and then we take that strength away. Because I see Virginio as the biggest threat, and I would like him gone. I'd like to have the weakling in charge so that we can purge the idiot instead of the mastermind. The thing is, though, if you if you do it that way, the Civil War will take literal years. 
We are vampires. We've lived for a long time. <laughs> How so? How? Because it would be base. It would basically be like two even forces. Like, okay, let's put it this way: when Sandrine, when the Grand declared Praxis and took over and wanted to take over the city. It was a curb stomp on on um, Pilsner's part, and that still took a couple of months. So if you make things relatively even, you're you're looking at basically uh, a war that will take a few years and like will probably be misconstrued as like you know gang wars and you know rising criminal activity and all that. God, not in Chicago. Not in Chicago. But like I said, like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to railroad you guys. If you if you want to do it that way, then you can do it that way. And you know what? A focus of the next campaign could be the fact that the Civil War is still going on. See See the issue was the, the whole thing was was us turning these two sides against each other. Was was us letting the Civil War play out and then sweeping up the remains. Right, and you can you can still do that. It would just take longer. And like I said, like we, we have an entire other campaign where that can be a whole focal point of it. I mean, I thought that was one of this campaign. Yeah, I mean, to kind of, handle it, the Civil War. That was before you guys went Anarch and decided, no, actually, we should, the Civil War is good and fun. And like, now the issue becomes if we have this be protracted like it, at a point it becomes obvious that the three of us aren't actually working to solve it and then we get executed then Stankai becomes a problem for us whereas our thought was you know Rick Ward fucking he gets his people together within the next couple of nights and then makes a play yeah well here I mean Here's the thing, though, if if you let the Civil War go on, go through like this, like even at at like a protracted rate, Stankai will still be probably too busy dealing with the Civil War and people inside the Camarilla to worry about three um, not neonates. God, that's this what whatever. Uh, and silly. You're I about too worried about three ancillae who didn't do their job and then went anarch. Because okay, one of them is the sheriff. Yeah, and then at that point Virgin Mio will be pissed and just have to get a new sheriff, but he'll still have his hands full with like a fucking civil war. <sighs> do we want to drag that? I... See, it never even occurred to me that this would be a protracted conflict. And then, no. well, also, and then there's the whole issue of if you guys convince Stankai to defect with you, which I will say, that is a possibility. Like, Stankai might not even be a problem. See, but I, Kat, am a, am a huge dramatic bitch, and I want to sweep the whole pot. I want a way to sweep the whole pot. I know <sighs> you do, but I, I honestly, like... With the way this game is set up, I don't think you would be able to sweep the whole pot this campaign unless you, like, 
100% made it obvious that you're supporting Rick Ward and then crushed Virginio. Why can't we, though? Why can't we do that? <laughs> What's wrong with my plan? Why can't we fucking make Ward powerful enough to beat Virginio and then just take that power away from him, give him a bat, and then take the bat out of his hands? Because he's not that big of an idiot and he would probably see that betrayal coming. Huh. Hmm. A bunch of Anarchs just want to suddenly help me. That's weird. Yeah. They show up and they say, hey, we got offered territory by Virginio. Give us more territory than he was offering us and we'll throw in behind you. Except, you know, that's a lie. I wonder if I could leverage the fact that he managed to uh, beat me in so, or I guess tie me in social combat and be like, well, you're clearly the more competent leader here. You've convinced me. And like, I don't know, try and worm my way into his uh, inner circle that way. Actually, they're being kind of self-contradictory. Go on. Well, because they're they're saying that Virginia's already got replacements lined up, right? Yeah. So then, how is he going to lose territory? He's not losing. He's not going to be losing any people. If we let him win, he's already got people set up to just stand up and be in charge again. How are how on earth are they going to claim half of the city when the guy in charge just? immediately replaces everybody he lost. Just, and be, just because he replaces them like just because he like fills the position in doesn't mean like they they will still have the same territory. Basically the Anarchs could just kick them out and be like, no, this is ours. Fuck off. And now you have a smaller territory you have to deal with. Just just deal with it. Uh that, and that's not how the camera will work though. No. No, it's they're, not, but they're... But the thing is... They're top-down. The, the presence of their leader is what not is what motivates the foot soldiers, and the f- presence of the foot soldiers is what creates the territory. Right, but if the foot soldiers... If the foot soldiers are kicked out and cannot take it back, then they... Can they rightfully say that this is their territory? Do the Anarchs have the numbers to make that happen? Currently, the areas that they're, they are trying to contest are contested. They they would be in a better position with a bunch of the Camarilla dead from a civil war, for sure. But the leaders aren't dead because the leaders are just back. What if we simply shoot all of them with a gun? <laughs> <laughs> then they would take like two subdual damage. What if it was a really good big gun? gun. <laughs> Three subdual damage. I'm just saying. Uh, the okay, both of I, you had the same thought. I think I can. I have enough strength points that I can pick up that big old fucking gun they strapped to the front of an A10 and just <laughs> four subdual damage. I have you seen the size of the bullets that thing shoots? Four subdual damage. Like the size of your forearm. Yeah. The gun itself is the size of a Volkswagen. (laughs) No, but I'm serious about this. If Virginia wins, he just immediately reestablishes himself because he has replacements. 
what what I'm trying to say is that the Anarchs would probably be able to kick them out of the southern city because look, even even with the them set up the way they are, look where most of the Camarilla are now. Oh the, yeah, like the, I I know they're in the north. I know that Annabelle is the only like south half of the city primogen right now. Because Sandrine and Yvonne are as good as gone, but yeah. he has, uh, as whichever Baron said it, said, he's already got a gangrel replacement. He's already got a Bruja replacement lined up. So he just said replacements. He never said which, like which ones would be replaced. Because if go ahead and roll um, intelligence and politics. All right. I mean, I, I I feel like we're arguing out of character right now, but well, I mean, I mean, still okay. So, you know that if Yvonne and Sandrine, well, when they go, they will be taking a significant, if not all, of the Bruja and the Gangrel with them, because basically the only reason Bruja and Gangrel are even in the Camarilla to begin with is because they trust Yvonne and Sandrine to make the right decisions. And they say, hey, I'm defecting to the Anarchs. A lot of them are probably going to go, well, shit, I guess the Anarchs are the way to go. So not only will that be boosting the Anarchs' numbers with good fighters, mind you. Uh, even more so then. I just did the math. That's, that's almost 30% of the Camarilla population that's just changing sides. Why can't we sweep the pot? We've taken the most of their combat force from them. Okay, here's my line of thinking in favor of going after Virginio first. Is that Virginio has enough political savvy and pull that he can pretty quickly rebuild his support structure. Rick Ward doesn't have that. Rick Ward is going to be flailing for longer than Virginia would be. Yeah, also that too. You keep saying better the devil we know than the devil we don't, but the devil we know is this like hyper-competent, well-connected blood wizard, whereas the other is a guy who got here because of nepotism and has no combat abilities natively. Why do we want the former in charge and not the latter? I'd rather fucking go up against Trump than, like, John F. Kennedy. I mean, like I said, I wasn't railroading you guys. Like, if you want to go after this, this is just what they think. Right, and I'm trying to find a way to convince them to change their minds. I mean, you don't have to. They're, they, they'll be like, it's your plan, whatever. Well, I, you're, no, you're the, because you're, that's, <laughs> not, that's not how Anarch cells would work true true it's nobody is compelled to any action and everything is decided by committee so i have to argue around these people there i'm some fucking 12th gen nobody from the camarilla they're not just gonna fucking follow my lead here maybe calvin would because they think i'm kind of cool but Calvin's just one. Well, if we can make a fucking... If we make that good enough point, they'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. And then form a plan around that. But we're yeah, not going to okay. be able to like, walk in there and just be like, here's what we do. Yeah. We're the main characters. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, even the Camarillo, even the other Anarchs were saying that Virginio is way more dangerous than Aventru. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, coming back into character for a minute. Okay. Just be like, okay, so uh, hold on, hold on. I, I'm misunderstanding something, or maybe not even misunderstanding. Maybe I, I'm understanding, and I just powerfully disagree here. You, All of you here are saying better the devil you know than the devil you don't, but the devil you know is this hyper-competent, well-connected blood wizard. Whereas the devil you don't know, I don't know if any of you actually have been in the same room as Rick Ward, but, it, but we all have, and we can tell you, this is a guy who gets his dick caught in a zipper on a daily basis. <laughs> That laughter is it's some true. people in character. I've seen it. Definitely James. James. Definitely James. Definitely Michael. Amelia would giggle. Calvin would laugh. Harlem. Honestly, all of them would probably laugh at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going down and listen like, nah, nah, all. Mm, maybe not Chandra. <laughs> Chandra's the only one who doesn't laugh. All right. He's not especially intelligent. He's not especially well-liked or well-connected. He has a Ventru's knack for leadership, and that's about all he has going for him. He thought he was going to be able to sweep this civil war by bringing in the Second Inquisition, but we just kind of showed up at their house and strong-armed them into leaving. He has less sway over them over we do. The three of us. In a very real way. So, and then if we think about who's backing him, it's the guy who invented Malort. God! I forgot I made him do that! <laughs> and the entity that believes it's the gestalt of every other Malkavian on the planet. Like, yeah, they're higher generation than me, and they could whip my ass any day of the week, but they're not exactly the most stellar offerings of their houses. And you're telling me you would rather have Virginio Montanero and Fishface in charge than those people. You think it'll be easier to deal with Virginio Montanero and Fishface than those three. Is that what I'm understanding here? Go ahead and I need to pull up the character sheet to know what what the two things I need you to roll. Uh, roll this hardcore manipulation plus persuasion. Give yourself a plus three because you're making up some, you're bringing up some very good points. Alright. Um, persuasion. Manipulation. I roused, so I'm rolling plus four. That is five successes. Is that enough? Should I willpower re-roll? Because no, I can take no, two on five, that. Five is a five is like usually the highest level of difficulty of a straight roll that you that you need to meet, so five is enough. And this is also like a consensus thing, isn't it? So it is. we just have to convince most of them, not all of them. Yeah. I'm not going to roll for every single solitary one of them, especially since Amelia's character sheet is not loading up properly. And oh, there it is. <laughs> now, that I've said, now that I've said something, but I'm still not going to roll for all of them. 
Uh, who, Good job. Who, you know what? Amelia would be, probably be the hardest one to convince. I'm not looking at all their character sheets right now, but I know that her charisma and her leadership skills are pretty good. So she's going to roll against that just to see. Just as like a general, like, this is what the uh, Camarilla think. Or, and I'm just, excuse me. I'm not giving her any modifiers because uh, she doesn't need them. And guess what? Four, five beats a four. Five is bigger than four. Five is so bigger than four. Basic math achieved. <laughs> so, yeah, at that point, you convinced most of them. And, you know, most of them is good enough. Motion so, carries. Harlem goes, you bring up several excellent points. And to that, we'll have to defer to you. By all means, we'll go after Virginio first. All right. Now, this doesn't happen tonight. Of, of course. We still have the Sabbat to deal with. We don't want to run ourselves ragged trying to beat the third face on a civil war and then turn around and suddenly the city is full of meat puppets. We need to get that handled first. There is also the issue of what do we do with Virginio's strongest single martial force? Ch Chandra goes, I take it you're not talking about this one and points right at Salem. I'm actually not that good in a fight. You'd be surprised to learn. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm uh, I'm talking about their counterpart. Oh, are you talking about my sire? Is he? What? Fellow who loves murder. Big old eyeball that looks like it has a bit of gangrene in it. Stankai. Stankai is your sire. I walk around the table, I put my hands on Harlem's <laughs> shoulders, and I say, I understand the pain of having the worst sire. You and I this night are brothers above all. Hey. Technically, technically, pretty much everyone has a terrible sire. Not everyone is keen to be buddy-buddy with their murderer. Look, I don't, I don't want to debate the philosophy of our existence right now. It's just... I don't I don't know if she's going to live through this, but if she does, I'm going to introduce you to Annabelle, and then you and I are going to have a drink. <laughs> it's like, I'll try to stomach it down. I don't eat. I don't drink. So, right, I keep forgetting I'm like the only one who does that. You do? I do. Weird. I get that a lot. <laughs> Well, let's just put it this way. Stankai was never the most exceptionally loyal man. I'm sure we could placate him with what he enjoys doing most, somehow. Right, That's we had that similar thought, but of course we aren't the community leaders here. We don't have the ability to bequeath roles onto others. That falls to all of you. Harlem... Like the the anarchs kind of look at each other and talk a little bit, and uh, and the long and short of it is they will need a few nights to reach a consensus about what to do with Stankai to if they should let him into the anarchs or not. But um, yeah, 
they do say, you know, maybe, like, like maybe go visit him and prod him and see if he's open to the idea without completely giving yourself away. Because if you completely give yourself away, he's just gonna fucking murder you. Yeah, no, easy. I I do voice the suggestion. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he'd be quite excited if you just gifted him carte blanche to kill every FBI agent and Sabat who sets foot in the city. Uh, Har- Harlem goes, I mean, makes him happy. Makes me happy. It's all up to all of you, of course. <laughs> okay. So, again, we need to get the Sabat handled first. Ideally, that takes less time than the civil war reaching its head. So please do continue to have your people work on that. And then once that's handled, the plan is presently, whether he knows we're doing it or not, we put our force behind Rick Ward so he can win. And then we turn around and slit his throat while he's dancing on his opponent's ashes. If he doesn't try and turn around and slit ours first. We should be in a better position, I think. Ooh, behind him. <laughs> Surrounding him, actually. That being said, regardless of whether or not the Civil War comes to a head before the Sabat thing or not, there is a considerable chance that the Sabbat have already built a quite considerable force. So, maybe kill two birds with one stone. Go see if Stank Eye is interested in killing Sabbat and maybe prod him on the idea of joining the Anarchs while you're at it. That's a thought. We will need a direction to point him in, so again, unfortunately, you all will have to start this ball rolling. And we'll have to see you how long and Legrand they're going to respond to this because well they're not here currently but I promise you they will be and uh, Nadia goes oh I'm excited for that uh, I don't I, I kind of spread my powers all, all around so I don't get those I don't get those uh, so it's always nice to hear when when someone does. It's really cool. You're really cool. Well, it's come in handy, and sometimes it's bit me in the ass, such as the time that I saved Rick Ward's life, because I thought it would be more useful in the long run. And, uh, and Michael will, will go, I mean, technically it is. Him being alive is ke- keeping Virgin Neo busy. You've got a fair point. That reminds me. I wonder how keen Gary Olson is to repay a favor. <laughs> Alright. So then, uh, unless anybody else has anything, I think the meeting of the Anarch Barons is adjourned? Uh, no. no. I, I don't... I can't think of anything else. Oh, I, do I, thought, like... I, thought, I thought you said, no, it's not adjourned. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I can't <laughs> think of anything else. Yeah, no, I'm good also. 
post adjourning, I do like give Amelia a meaningful look. And she says, you're paid in full. In fact, I might owe you one. Let's just consider it even. Okay. <laughs> she walks away before you can second guess that. No, I would not second guess that. <laughs> look, look. Favors are a form of politics. I don't want to have to deal with politics. I talk shop with Nadia White. How about that? It doesn't have to be a thing that happens. It's just a thing I am stating that Malkavian and Malkavian, I'm just going to have a chat. All right, so with uh, with that all set up, now we can do the multi-day skip. I mean, Hooray. do you want to try and Two talk to Stankai? I think talking to Stankai needs to happen after we have like a building we can point him at. Okay. To uh, it it it, it also takes two days to find him. <laughs> it it will take him. It will take a while for you guys to find him. Un- unless the other two players object, unless you all want to hit Stankai before we have something to point him at. No, I feel like walking seems in on Stankai. Yeah. You're like, all right. Don't walk into the tiger tiger's cave without a stake. Hey, Stankai, are you open to the possibility of maybe killing some Sabat? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you on it. All right. Neo's kind of a prick, huh? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, so then, I need Rouse checks from everyone again. Zero, zero. I have hey. four hunger. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Um, so, Jonathan, are you going to take Luke's offer of uh, feeding on his boyfriend up? Or are, you gonna, or are you going to have to roll to go hunting? Well, has Luke, like, talked to me at all at any point in the last couple of nights? Because I don't want to, like, have the first thing we talk about after that heavy-ass conversation we had be like, Hey, I'm hey, hungry. Uh, yeah, hey, can I borrow your boyfriend for a few minutes? Uh, no, I... Like, you guys talk fairly regularly, so, like, off-camera, I'm sure you've had conversations that are not, hey, I either want to die or stop existing, one of the two, please make this happen, and you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, how's he doing, actually? Like, I I don't need a hyper-specific breakdown, but, like, how's he doing generally? Eh. Eh? Eh. Still on the fence? Still on the fence. He's, okay. He hasn't immediately run to uh, to Virginia and been like, "Hey, I want to become a full vampire." And Virginia's like, "Okay," but uh, he's also like not thrilled at the idea of still being a thin blood. All right. Oh, I should like talk to the barons about that at some point. Actually, if we're gonna make this happen. Hey, Colin, I had I. I, I know the thing that you messaged me about, right? Yes. Now? Yes, you do know oh, that. Oh boy, that, that's that, important. That vision happens, yep. Okay. I'm trying to think if I do want to 
trouble Luke and Milad about this. Yeah, I, I am really hungry. I'm not so hungry that I'm like unable to rouse, but I, I am close to danger zone. Taste blood while hunger four or higher is a, is a provocation difficulty three. Slight open wound or overpowering smell of blood while at hunger four or higher is a difficulty two frenzy trigger. It's a difficulty two ah. level tr- frenzy trigger. There we are. So if someone gets cut and you're nearby and you smell it, then you have to roll to resist that frenzy. It's- yeah. And I would have to like kill them, honestly, or, or spend willpower. Yeah. Because I have to get down to one. Um... God. Okay. You know what? I, I think I'm going to hit Luca up because my alternate path is to try and get it without breaching the masquerade. And that involves a bunch of routes that Jonathan isn't like great at or comfortable with. Okay. All right. So uh, I have to ask because it's my job, but do you kill him? No. Figured as much. Uh, go ahead and you can slake two hunger safely. Yeah, so I'll call call up Luke, say like, hey, you know, I'm real sorry to ask, but uh, it's been a rough couple of nights and I am on the verge of getting some shakes here. Uh, could you ask him a lot if he's available? Uh, he goes, uh, he is, he is available, actually. Do you just want me to send him to your place? No, I'll come to you. I want to give you all of this, uh, medical equipment. Alright, cool. Uh, uh, I won't be here. I've got to go work, um, but you can just drop it off with Milad. Cool. So, yeah, I, uh, I do bring some old, like, blood drawing needles and bags so that Luke can get blood from Milad without having to like cut him open. Okay. Yeah. We and Anna and I did that for a while, but she wound up finding it to be really dehumanizing, so she stopped. We just do it the normal bitey way. And you can do it the normal bitey way with uh, with Malad too. In fact, he would probably prefer you do it the normal bitey way because it's just a lot easier, a lot faster, and it's not like even with the medical equipment that would still hurt a little bit. Whereas a a vampire's bite literally does not hurt at all, unless they want it to hurt. Yeah. All right. I will bite him. I'm glad that Luke is gone because. I feel like if he was in the room when we did this, it would have some, some... He would have to roll a Fury fren- Frenzy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is like, still, d- he's still a partial vampire. Like, well, it's that, and it's also like, uh, like, it feels like the vampiric equivalent of cucking somebody, and I don't want to do that to <laughs> Luke. I like him. <laughs> Alright, okay. So yeah, you can go ahead and slake two hunger. Done. Okay. 
All right. Uh, so, Core, you got a bit hungrier. Uh, is there anything you want to do? Do you want to go hunting? The last hunt didn't go super great. I'll live with two hunger for the time being. Okay. Uh, so that makes it really easy. Uh, Salem? Yeah, hi. Uh, you wake up, and that thing happens. Uh, both me and Squares are going to be real cagey about it, because I want it to be a bit of a surprise when it happens. I mean, like, I feel like it's a real asshole thing not to just immediately tell everybody what I okay, just saw. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, but so, uh, so you wake up, it happens. And so, what's your first reaction to seeing that? Uh, I immediately text Jonathan and tell him that he needs to stay close to Luke. Like, okay, basically, with as euphemistically as possible, because I know that my communication is being monitored in several different ways. You know, you know the uh, thing that has happened to Core and happened to me. You need to keep an eye on Luke. Yeah, no, okay, I get it, I get it. So, is it Luke, or is it Luke's boyfriend? It's Luke. Okay. Well, you know, I feel like it's kind of been the Jonathan Ross power hour this session, so, um... I'm gonna ask Milad, hey, do you know where Jonathan's working tonight? Um... Honest, he goes honestly, Jonathan. Uh, he d- he tries not to tell me too much because if the cops find him, then plausible deniability, you know. <sighs> Shit. Okay. Um. All right. Then I'll just text Luke. You know. Hey. Um. Actually, I need to like talk to you face to face right now. You can keep working. I'm not bothered by what you do, but I want to just like be in the same room to discuss something with you. Uh, he goes, okay, uh, I don't have a specific bar set up, but, um, he is at a bar in Sherman Park. Okay. So, I will text Kor and Salem, you know, I'm sorry, but you two are gonna have to deal with whatever all else comes up tonight. Uh, I I have to stick to my friend. Lovely. All right. All right, I have one side trip to make, and then I will. I might have to stop by real quick. Which is to say, hey, Colin. Yeah. I'm going to try and procure a bug so I can bug Luke in case he gets kidnapped. Okay. Uh, what I will say is go ahead. I'll set the difficulty at three since your resources is at, is at three. Um, and. Go ahead and roll intelligence plus technology, maybe? Yeah, in- intelligence plus technology to see if you like know what kind of bug to look for. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, I, I, fuck it. Uh, I guess I'm going to rouse. Okay. Hey... Oh, uh, you can spend willpower. Hey, I got hey, four successes okay. now. So yeah, you you know that uh, the kind of bug that you're looking for, and you know like how to p- procure it. Now the question is, uh, 
where the fuck is Luke? Now you could always wait until um, until Jonathan tries to find him. I mean, if I, Jonathan I was finds told, him, I was told where to go. Yep. So I go there. Okay. And and then if Luke is there, I'll just like keep him here until Salem shows up. All right. Or if he absolutely has to leave, I'll tell Salem a different place to go. He can play phone tag. I'm just going to meet up real quick, and uh... I'm going to roll something in secret real quick. I'm, I'm rolling privately to myself, but I just want you guys to know I am rolling it. I want to see what I want to see what happens. Oh boy! All right. Okay. I have des- I have decided what happens. All right. So. Oh boy! <laughs> Jonathan. Luke is there. That was what the role was about. Okay. Cool. The, the bad thing has not happened yet. Okay. Cool. And uh, Luke goes, hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, well, I mean, for one, I just want to kind of hang out with you. I don't get to spend as much time with you as I would like. Also, I wanted to just like, you know, when we're not surrounded by people, talk shop a little. Um, I need you to roll me manipulation plus subterfuge. Ah, subterfuge, that thing that yeah. I'm shit at. Uh, I get a success. Luke gets two successes on a pretty uh, shitty roll. This roll is significantly better than mine. He's got six dice, I get two. Yeah. So, he is a drug dealer. <laughs> uh, he looks at you and he goes, that's... Come on, man, what's actually going on? I put my arm, like, all the way around his shoulder and, like, pull him in real close so I can talk directly into his ear. There's some kind of freak that has killed all of Kor's ghouls and targeted some people that Salem cares about. And Salem got a vision that it's my turn on the chopping block, which is to say it's your turn on the chopping block. So I'm here to try and make that not a thing. Okay. All right. Um, that's... Wow. Okay. Yeah, no. And, uh, hey, this guy was good enough at what he does that the second inquisition thought he was a valuable resource so uh, just be on guard today if anybody acts any extra sketchy just walk away yeah yeah okay yeah um thanks for the heads up <laughs> uh it is at this point i will say that salem manages to get there after procuring the the bug yeah. And since Luke has been warned, he will not object to being bugged. So that well, that's not going to be a role if you don't want it to be. Yeah, no, it's um I mean, the Fennec's not a vampire, so I don't think he's going to be able to like get it out of Luke and whatnot. But I am going to be I do have an ulterior motive for this and that's I want to commission Luke for something. Okay. So Luke's whole thing is that he can basically, if he gets the right kind of blood, make a 
weird uh, potion to mimic some sort of uh, blood uh, discipline power, right? Correct. At the at the moment, he's only able to do level one disciplines. Okay. It's rapid reflexes. What I wanted. Rapid reflexes. I think that is a level one. Uh, celerity. It is level one. Yes, level one celerity. Rapid reflexes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He can brew that up. It would take. It would take a little while, but uh, he could brew that up. Just in case of an emergency. Okay. So I just I saunter up, and I say. Hello, Luke. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it has been. What are you doing? Um, still here. You know, I'm actually really glad to hear that. I'm gonna read the room a little bit here and say that Jonathan's already told you what's going on. Yeah. So, Cor and I have other business to attend to, which is not to say that I don't think you're important. So, I came here because I needed your help with something, and because I had some extra insurance on me. Okay. I know you can do all sorts of things with blood that I can't even begin to process. Can you make something to make me faster? Faster? Um, faster, faster, faster. Uh, this is me in in real life trying to remember which fucking clans have celerity. I think Bruja have celerity. Brujas do have celerity. Um, unfortunately, most of the Brujas have gone to the uh, Anarchs by now, because uh, that, that did happen. Uh, I forgot to mention that. But yeah, that that's happened. Um, yeah, I figured we were going to get the, the actual narration that I interrupted. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, let me just say this right now. Yvonne and uh, Sadrine have officially defected. They took their ball and they went to the other team with it. So that has happened. Uh, so, oh! Toriador have Celerity, and Toriador have not taken their ball and gone to the other team, so there's that. So he goes, uh, I'm gonna need some blood from either uh, the a Bruja or Toriador in order to do fast stuff, but yeah. Okay. Well, I'll get it. But I'm paying you advance in advance here. And I slip him a wad of bills for materials. Okay. And services rendered. And because this is business, I'd like to shake your hand. Uh, okay. He shakes your hand. I shake Luke's hand, and then I plant my hand on Luke's shoulder with the bug in my hand. I'm not going to make you roll, because even... Even if he finds the bug, I know he's he, not gonna get. Yeah. He's not gonna fucking get rid of it. Yeah, I just point the bug on on Luke with my other hand, and I say, "Thanks, Luke. You 
are one of a kind. And I can't uh, let anything happen to you. All right. Thanks. Just being really, <laughs> really intense to this to this game. You are my number one guy. No, Jonathan's my number one guy. It's very <laughs> close, though. With Cor alongside. All right. Stay safe. And I just fucking leave. I need to go. I need to go do things with Ape. Ape, you and I. Like, I, I presume at this point the fucking Anarchs are actually going to get back to us with some information. Yes. Not long after you finish talking to Luke, Jonathan, you get a call on your phone. No, you would get a text. You would get a text first because, uh, because this is how they would do it. Uh, you get a text that says, Hey, this number is Nadia. Don't be surprised when I call you in a couple minutes. And then, uh-huh. uh, and then you get a phone call from that number. All right, I pick up. Uh, she goes, "Hey, uh, we found them. We know where they are." Cool. Give me an address, and I will see to it that they stop existing. Um. So she gives you an address, and it's in Stevenson XB. It's a warehouse down that way. Um. I actually also have a handout. Like, Stevenson XB meaning Stevenson Expressway, I'm pretty sure. Expressway, yes. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, there we are. So yeah, um, this is a real place. Uh, I looked, I googled warehouses for sale in Chicago real quick, and uh, this was one of the results that came up in this area. So uh, there are, it's a red brick building with a nice looking front but when you go to basically any of the sides that are not like the front entrance is like the upkeep is not as good and there's like graffiti all over the place all right so with that address i'll tell her all right excellent thank you um i assume dr greaves told you what we're dealing with right yeah yeah he did Okay, cool. So, I know that we said, you know, don't feel obligated to get your hands dirty, but my understanding is that we just acquired a rather large population of individuals who love to get their hands dirty. So if you could maybe send some eager volunteers out there because we are expecting to be met with numbers. Yep, we'll we'll get on it. Uh, Yvonne and Sadrine are... Oh my god, they're they're great, actually. Uh, I, I don't know why they didn't defect earlier. Well, okay, I know why one didn't one defect earlier. One of them was earlier. dead. <laughs> one of them was dead for a couple of years, but uh, but I don't know why Yvonne stuck around as long as they did. Anyway, uh, gotta go. Bye. Yeah, bye. And then I will text Cor and Salem. You know, here's your bullseye with an address on it. Hey. It's you and me, Ape. The hey. core in Salem Power Hour. God, I Hooray. hope it does not actually take an hour. <laughs> no, it's time it for me to stop talking. <laughs> well, right. Core, are you ready to go into the lion's den and maybe die? Again? For uh, real? No, but let's do it anyway. That's the spirit. Alright. So, as I have mentioned 
several times throughout both of these campaigns. Stenkai has made his sanctuary in the tunnels underneath the loop. And they are dark, they are confusing, and they are very barren of any actual directions. So the first thing shouldn't bother you too much. Vampire eyes do see much better in the dark. They are nocturnal predators after all. The other two things are going to come into play. So I'm going to need somebody to roll me intelligence plus survival to see if you get fucking lost in these tunnels. And I believe... I believe helping gives a additional dice. I've got two dice. What about you, Abe? Uh, I have no points in survival, but I have three points in intelligence. Okay, so it Core sounds... canonically smarter than Salem. Street smarts. It sounds like Core is leading the charge on this, so... Uh, Core, go ahead and roll... Roll intelligence plus survival. Okay, well, I got... Two. Two. Two out of three there, so... Um... Go ahead and just roll another d10, because you were supposed to give yourself a plus one because of uh, Salem's oh, help. I? Yeah, I... I I, I don't know if I got to say that or not. All right, so three actually does prevent you from getting completely fucking lost. The problem with Stankai being in these tunnels is that there's some weird magical bullshit going on. And when you turn a left corner and then you turn a right corner, you... Like, you, you just make all these turns that by no means should have caused you to go into a loop. But there's that familiar scratch on that rock again for, like, the third time. So you're not lost, but also you're not making any progress in a weird way. Right, I know this one. I have to follow the sound of the music. <laughs> <laughs> what ritual is this, Colin? Uh, it's not a ritual, it's just a weird magic effect that's happening. In the tunnels. Oh, so, it's, so it's just bullshit you've made up. It's just bullshit that I've made up, yes. Uh, okay. That's the worst sure. kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you solve this problem of just constantly going in a loop? So you ever seen, uh... God, I don't even know the name of... I was going to make a joke, but I don't know the actual name of the movie because I only know the fucking name of the manga that is based off of that movie where fucking Tom Cruise or whatever keeps dying and reliving the same day over and over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. You were going to say something, Ape? Mm, uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, What is the most relevant stat for trying to pick up a truck? see where's the thing there i is. think it is still survival but here here's what i will do let me take a look at your stats real quick can i literally just like smell him out because i imagine stank eye does not have the most um hygienic lifestyle well considering he lives in the tunnels underneath the loop probably not so yeah uh go ahead and roll god do you have a power for that no uh i do oh you do you do that is correct okay yeah uh you don't even need to rouse for that one right 
I correct. I don't think I had to do anything for heightened senses. I just turn it on. It's a level one power, and I think level one powers like universally don't require rouse checks. So yeah, Salem, you can safely sniff him out. And yeah, like the the way that these tunnels are, the way these tunnels are, it's like you should not have been going those directions. It's just fucking bullshit magic that's underneath the loop. And I'm going to roll dexterity plus stealth real quick. Ah, because Stenkai is going to sneak up on us. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, yeah, if you want to roll uh, wits plus awareness to try and beat uh, difficulty five. All right, I'll do. I don't even know if I've ever been aware in my entire life. I'm going to do it just for shits and giggles. Okay. If I make a perfect roll, I could do roll, this. Re-pull, re-roll that willpower. Re-roll those here. Nope. Nope. So I got a four. Nope, neither of you beat five. So when uh, you guys get to a certain spot, you just feel a pressure on your necks and then you're slammed against the wall, both of you. He's just like got like one of you in like his hands by your throat and he goes, so then there better be a good fucking reason why you're down here. Otherwise you're about to both become well, dead's the wrong way of putting it since we are already since we already are. But you should get the idea. Uh, this is what this feels like. Okay. It's good to see you too, Stag Guy. I'm hearing a lot of greetings. I'm not hearing a lot of reasons why you're down here. Would you like to kill some Sabat? Keep talking. <sighs> I'm not gonna bore you with politics. There are some Sabat in the city. There is, more specifically, at least one Zamichi in the city, who we believe is making an army of God knows what. We know where he is. Now, I'm not martially gifted, and Korra is, well, martially gifted, but not to the same degree that you are. So, we went to the one vampire and kindred in the city who hates the kindred, who hates the Sabbat the most. You had me at Samichi. And then he just drops both of you. I have had, I have not fought one of those since the 1980s. Oh, this is going to be fun. Well, glad you're happy. Let me uh, just cut to the chase then. And I, I don't know. I probably like read it, wrote it down beforehand, but I just, I tell him the address and I pass him the piece of paper with the address on it in case he wants like it written down or whatever. Yeah, he takes it. All right. I better not be the only one you're thinking of going to for this, because let me tell you right now, if this is a Michi and it's been going on, and if it's been going freely for a while now, even I can't take on however many of those fucking Zalacha they create. I'm not very good in a fight, but if you get me in the same room with Izumichi, I think I can fuck with their head pretty well. Well, you can try at least. And there should be a... Oh, I, I guess I don't know this, but I would assume Jonathan would have told us. Mm-hmm. That, uh... There should be some... 
Some you know, Gangrel and Bruja, who are raring for a fight, want to uh, tag along. Uh, they probably won't be too happy to see me, but, you know. Well, whoever sees you anyway. <laughs> That's true. Still, they probably won't be too happy to be working with the Scourge, especially given their recent defections. But... Then I'll come along and be the sheriff and keep the law in order. If you'd like. Alright, sounds good. Core? Uh, I'm always down to break some break some skulls. You might want to bring your other friend, too. He probably has at least some ability to fuck with them a little bit. Mm. Jonathan? I know what he's capable of, at least somewhat. He does this weird thing with his blood so that his ghoul doesn't get addicted to it. I don't know why. It seems like a point to waste of time if you ask me, but... Well, we're all a little eccentric. But, you know, making another vampire hungrier doesn't necessarily sound like a bad idea, now does it? He's on another mission right now. Let me call him and see if I can get him to come along. Probably won't get reception down here. Well then, let me get out of your hair. By all means, do so. So Stankai looks at you, Kor, and goes, let's hope they only made some Zalaj and they haven't made a Zod yet. <sighs> That's going to be a hell of a night if they have. Oh. A lot more people. Yeah, but from what I hear, if they've been using the homeless as frequently as they have, they just might have one. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Salem, you uh, get out of the tunnels in the loop and give Jonathan a call. <laughs> I'm tempted to just fucking lie and be like, text, uh, text Jonathan to be like, I think I told us to, to take you along to go to the warehouse, but I figure you're not going to come anyway, so... Yeah, no. Uh, I, I think you guys can handle it. I'll tell him you're on your way. <laughs> I figure you guys can handle it without me. Probably the least useful person in the room. You should never count yourself out. Alright, uh, in that case, because the Sabat thing is going to be a, a big fight that's happening next time, uh, I, I figure we should stop here, as opposed to stopping later. So, uh, so everybody give yourself three experience points, and Cat, because I don't want you to sit out, like, the entire next fucking session, if you just want to make, like, a random... Anarch that is good at combat. You can go. Ahead, I'll go ahead and make you another character sheet so you can do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll 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 let you do that. I'll let you play in a different um character for our session. Oh, please, oh wait, what's I, the I, random name? What's the random name? Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I, I need to 
I, I forgot. I didn't give. It's uh, Givopi Auto. <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to see it in a second. You'll be able to see it in a second. There you go. I put it in everybody's journal. Givopi Auto. <laughs> You're right. That's toe, as in the French, E-A-U. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, you don't have to calculate all the experience points that, uh, that you had before. Um, do it as if you were, uh, the current generation you're playing. So, like, the 11th or 12th generation vampire, but, uh, instead of 35 experience, give yourself 50 to work with. All right. Okay. So, thanks for listening, everybody. I... Have right. 24 experience now. Ah. Six times four is 24. Mm. I'm taking a fourth pip in blood sorcery. <gasps> oh boy. Oh, magic. Now, question is, what skill do I? T- oh, there's only one. <laughs> yeah, there's. Well, you can take a lower level thing. That's how it works. Like if if you don't want to take that. Pip, you can always take one that's a lower level, and then for the fifth level pip, you can still choose a fifth level power. It's just that the pip, the pip is the maximum level that you can choose for your power. Yeah, especially since this one is literally a wound opens up on a mortal victim, like a major artery, and their blood comes flying out and streams through the air directly into my mouth. Yes. So you may go ahead and choose uh, anything between level one and level three as well. God, if that didn't say mortal victim, if that could have been anybody, I might have taken it and used that to, like, suck the blood out of enemy vampires over a distance. That would have been rad as fuck, but... Just become a Dialbrist. Fine. Do it. Just do it. (laughs) I mean, literally, I could become a projectile Dialbrist. Yeah, you can I'll learn to spit take... poison. You can learn to spit poison. I'm probably going to take Scorpion's Touch. Transmute their blood into spheralized bladed weapons, or even spit it at a target. Yeah, Scorpion hated blood. You can pass these affected mortals while hampering vampires, if not necessarily rendering them helpless. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be shit at it because it requires a strength roll, and my strength is two. So you just like, so you just like, butt your tongue and then spit poison at someone. Okay. Yeah. Straight up. All right. Well then, uh, is anybody else spending their experience points immediately on stuff that they know? I think I have like six experience. I got nothing. Yeah. No wait, I have seven experience. Sorry. Um, I don't well, have anything to spend it on right now. Yeah. All right. Well then, in that case, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, next time we will follow the the adventures of two of our coterie and then a temporary third member to replace Jonathan because I'm being nice to Cat and letting them ha- build a combat focused character for the combat focused session. Two friends and Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to name myself Poochie now. Make a gangrel. There's <laughs> either going to be gangrel or bruja. I'm going to build a fight man. I'm going to build a fight man. Yet turned in the 90s and you just let, never let go of the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> that Bruja's one outrageous dude, he's totally in my face. 
Good night, everybody. Good night. Don't you mean good morning? No. It's still, just, uh, <laughs> still about 38 minutes until it was technically morning.